This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sometimes I absolutely hate football. With 15 minutes or so left to go in the game, it looked like Mansfield Town will be on the way back to the back to the one course stadium with three points and a clean sheet well in the bag. And then old habits die hard. Sloppy defending allows Leighton Orient to get back in the game. And then what on earth was Ollie Clark doing to give away possession? All of a sudden, they're on the counter. It's 2-2. Second game of the season. Leighton Orient 2. Mansfield Town 2. Get your frustrations in. Get your comments in. Because that defending is not good enough. And the Stags should have come home with all three points. Alas, it's just one. There's plenty of work to do. This is the cooldown post-match reaction show on Mansfield Matters. You know what? I've forgotten what feeling dejected is like over these, you know, these lockdown months and this lockdown period. But then football came back and watching Mansfield Town made me remember. Oh my goodness. Nathan Edge and Cam Felton joined me, albeit from a virtual uh, distance. Um, Cam's messing about with his, uh, with his background again. He's clearly got far too much time on his hands now. He's at uni. Um, Nathan Edge, I'll come to you first because you're the most reserved out of all three of us and I think you're the, the one who's least likely to swear as, uh, as, as you give your, uh, your, your thoughts at, at uh, the way Mansfield again bottled three points. Absolutely. No. <laughs> I can't believe we're, uh, I can't believe we're here talking about a 2-2 draw to be honest. Um, after we'd gone two in a up, it looked like we were going to get that third. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting 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 to the cooldown show and having a chat, you know, about how well we've played, how we've deserved the win, etc. And then, uh, as, as you've just said, in typical Mansfield fashion, we threw it away. It's not 
quite as bad as last year. We didn't lose three two, so there's a a little bit of a silver lining, but uh, it's still not great, is it? It's certainly not. This is the cooldown post match reaction show, as always, trying to bring that feeling of a match day back. And I think if we were getting on back on the coach or back in the car now, had we been at Leighton Orient today. We'd be having this conversation. It'd be quite a, an emotional one. It'd be quite a, a, a driven one in terms of uh, a frustration towards the defending and, and how we threw away three points there. Um, as always, we want you guys at home to get involved. We've got half an hour on the clock to talk about uh, the game which we've just just seen so feel free to get involved um, and uh, have your say on your team your 30 minutes boys starts now there you go so the clock is up and running cam felton i feel like mansfield town today played the role of chris tarrant on who wants to be a millionaire we want to get there giving us supporters three points and then all of a sudden they're going nah we don't want to give you that poor yeah and Overall, we were, we looked we looked comfortable in the second half, and then it's that last last ten fifteen minutes where it, we, we just lost lost his way, and uh, it, it's just the same old Mansfield. We need to start closing out games, but I I'll say I know I was saying in the group chat after about sixty five minutes we needed to make a change. We looked we looked a little bit tired, and I think that's that we lost his way a little bit, and obviously we did score again. Uh, just not long after that, but we just looked uh, looked tired in the legs, and if we'd have brought someone on, I think the game would have been completely different. Yeah, it certainly would have been. It was one of those where, you know, substitutions were, were critical. They were made perhaps a little bit too late by Graham Coughlin, and uh, maybe the wrong substitutions as well. We'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in a bit. Obviously, Nicky Maynard came on, took Andy Cook off because he was on a yellow card, but I would have liked to have seen... You know, the experienced heading James Perch potentially come on and help us see the, the game. Maybe uh, McLaughlin uh, as well. As always, get involved uh, with the show. Get involved. I've got the uh, the phone here to take your comments. Uh, come and have your say on your team. Wayne says, absolutely godsmacked. So disappointed. Um, Gary says, corner flag tactics with 10 minutes to go is poor and we paid for it. And Nathan Edge, I think that's the, the comment of the night so far because he's absolutely spot on. What on earth were we doing trying to hold it up in the corner flag? With five minutes left. Ridiculous. And uh, there was a, an opportunity, wasn't there? I think it was Bowery that did it first when uh, we actually had a, a little bit of momentum how we've got the ball back. And I know Ozzy was calling out for it in the middle and uh, he, he he dallied with it. And, um, you know, and, and the, before we knew it, the ball was back down the other end. So uh, we should know, even Mansford, even with five seconds to go, I don't trust us doing those tactics. So no. never mind uh, five minutes plus, plus added time. So, uh you know, it, I, this. I think there was a, a few things where where you, you could go wrong, but it did does start with that. You know, we we didn't need to be to be negative. We was doing well. We were on top, and uh, we just had to carry on sort of playing our game really with a couple of changes in there possibly. Stephen says you can't make it up, can you? You absolutely cannot, Cam. And I think the the thing is as well. We, you know, we, we work so hard. Let's look at the positives first. We work so hard to get that two-goal lead. Andy Cook, absolutely uh, phenomenal in that, in winning the penalty and then scoring the second goal. And when you tune it up and, and you've played the way we have up until that point, I don't think it, it entered any of our minds that it could go wrong, did it? I mean, it's Mansfield, so there's always that air of doubt. Um, but from... 
from last week compared to this week, we were much improved. And I think, obviously, compared to last week, we took us chances. And uh, obviously, the, the the first goal doesn't come until Andy Cook starts chasing it down. And obviously, just getting getting past the defender and, bring, and defender bringing him down is brilliant. And credit to Andy Cook this game. He was up there with a couple of the players for man at match. And it's just just disappointing when you're such a positive um, positive game uh, just to throw it away like we always do. I'll say we'd really, really turned the corner from last week and I thought we could really push on. I think, yeah, like you said, I think the substitutions were a little bit questionable. Maybe we could have done, gone a, a different way, whether that's to bring Perch on to close the game out or to bring um, someone like Terry Sinclair on a little bit earlier on, get some fresh legs in. We need something different and it's end up costing us in the end. Yeah, let's look at those substitutions for a second, Nath, because, you know, at 2-0 up, we've, we've, worked, we've worked hard. Yes, we're a bit of an experienced team. I would have expected us, we were looking like we needed legs. I would have expected us perhaps to bring Perch or McLaughlin on. Somebody just to, you know, grab the game in the midfield by the scruff of the neck and keep Orient at bay because we expected them to come at us but we expect them to come at us early. It didn't happen. We sort of kept them quiet, and we were in, we were in full full control of that game until probably the seventy fifth minute or so. Yeah, I think uh, for me, probably the the number one player that if I was going to look to the bench would have been would have been Perch in that scenario. But I guess you could flip it and say, like you just said, we were we were on top and we were playing well. So whether it was in uh, in Cochrane's mind that, that you know why change it if you're doing well? So. Uh, if you're given the benefit of doubt in that aspect, but like I say, if the, you know, there were players that it's just that bit of freshness. They they made uh, three subs, so obviously they had fresh players on the on the pitch. So uh, sometimes it's uh, you, you've got to you've got to sort of uh, preempt what's coming in in, in a way. And uh, a defensive battler in in that middle of the park. Obviously, Ollie Clark was doing a lot of that. Uh, well, and, and, and Marison and, and Charles Lee were as well. But I just think somebody that experience uh, with with Perch probably could have made uh, made made the difference. Yeah, it's one of those, you, you know, you look at that Ollie Clark scenario later on, don't you, Cam? And I don't know whether they, whether he hoofs it out of play or whether he's genuinely trying to lob the goalkeeper. The camera angles didn't help. But either way, there's absolutely no need, is there? When you're winning a game 2-1, there's literally minutes, minutes to go. There's no need to waste possession like that. From your captain as well, you'd expect better. Well, yeah, I'd understand it. You know, if you t- took it under control, turned, gone back to the defence, gone back to the keeper, yeah. and then hoofed it upfield, because that wastes another 20, 30 seconds. Uh, uh, so it's just, or at least if Clark's going to do that, at least put it into the other corner and, and try and keep it in play. But it's just wasteful. He's 100% gone for the shot there. Yeah, that's. 100%. I'm not having, if he comes out and says, oh, I, I, that was, you know, hands up. It was it was a time wasting tactic which went wrong. It was shooting. Even Nathan, you could see, he was shooting, right? <laughs> well, I blame my brother to be fair because he uh, jokingly said as he got the boys went shoot as oh, a joke and he did it and he said I didn't mean it, but <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, he was. I think he saw the the headlines really. I think he wanted to uh, go for the sort of spectacular. And, and if it went in, lads, I mean, we'd have been talking a different story, wouldn't we? But well, yeah. obviously hindsight's a, a wonderful thing. And uh, I think in that certain scenario, uh, from one of our more, more experienced players, uh, you know, and, and Cockler, I think it was quite obvious he wanted us to keep the ball before that. And um, 
and 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 we wasn't doing it with that. So uh, we sh- we should have been just well trying to see the game out as best we could. Like, I hate making comparisons. I absolutely do. I mean, we've spent probably the, the last five, six weeks or so talking about not making comparisons. So new squad, new players and all of that stuff, new system, new way of playing. But same when it's this, result. Yeah, same result, same story and same things which are which are happen, you know, happening to, to unpick us. Let's go through Leighton Orient's goals. We've just talked about the, the second one, the equaliser, the sucker punch. But that first one... Wow, our defending, every single defender wants, that was in that box wants lining up against a wall and slapping because that, honestly, the defending, it was so flat-footed, it's like they'd swapped football boots for concrete wellies. Unreal, so poor, not reactive at all. No, it just, we just seemed out of ideas at the end. Just like, I just very much just seemed... Who and put it anywhere, and it, it's come back to bite us. And I don't, had we have bought some fresh legs on in the midfield, I don't think we'd have got into these positions because it just seemed in the last 10, 15 minutes we were being overrun a little bit, and then obviously the defence couldn't deal with it. We've and it's and it's ended up costing us not once but twice. So yes, the defence has got to take the flak as well, but that's a whole team effort, and I think if. Obviously, you need your midfield to be pitching in, especially at 2-0 up, you need to be pitching in with the defence. And we look comfortable at 2-0, and then we're just it's just stupid little mistakes and lapses in concentration that's costing us yet again. Gary says, we look a better team than last season, but we need to finish teams off and play for full-time. At 2-2, we start playing again. He's absolutely spot on, Nathan. You know, it's almost like it's kicked us back into life, but but too little, too late. Let's focus on the positive side of that, though. We do look uh, a different side to last year. Our attacking play and our eagerness for, you know, 80% of, of that game to, to chase balls down, to, to press high up the pitch, to not give anything up. We have to give credit there where it's due. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, last last week I said, uh, you know, we, we were looking good, but I had a few reservations because I didn't think Tramway were too great. Uh, I think their result today has probably backed me up on that a little yep. bit. But today we have come up against um, a, a better side in in Leighton Orient. They 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 did, you know, they they were threatening us more certainly in the first half. I probably think they probably aced it. Obviously they hit the post towards the end of the uh, towards the end of that first half. So you know I think they were a better team, and we've shown certainly in the second half that we can more than match them. And actually, uh, you know, for 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 most of that second half we were the better side. So. Certainly going forward, um, really impressed with Cook so far this season. Um, and the midfielders are up to that point. This is what I mean. When when we up to 15 minutes left, I, I was thinking this is going to be a, just a really good win, a really good day for us. And I was looking forward to coming on here and, and there's going to be a lot of praise. And I, we can't take that praise away because they still did play well for majority of the game. It's just there's, there's obviously still room for improvement. Yeah, massive room for improvement. And I think Graham Coughlin tonight, Cam, will be absolutely seething that his side have essentially thrown two points away. There's no other way of looking at it. Oh, yeah, and uh, I'll say I, I, I would not like to be in that dressing room right now or on the coach back to the hotel because that's not going to be a nice place to be because, yes, it's a draw we've not lost, but from being so comfortable at 2-0 to throw it away like that... Got, uh, Graham's just going to 
hair dryer is going to be the is definitely going to be around. Uh, probably a few choice words as well, to be fair, but. Yeah, let, I'm just, I'm just hoping just that enough. I'm just hoping that the club don't use the the watch along from home because after the the second goal especially there were a lot of choice words from 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 me so yeah I hope if you use it I hope you've got a bleep machine that's all I'm saying. Let's let's uh, let's big quick question for you though and for people at home uh, who was um, sort of uh, I don't know having doubts when uh, Barry took the ball for the penalty. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, <laughs> I was I was, well. I was, fuming that Cook didn't get to take it because he'd done absolutely brilliantly to chase that ball down. Let's be honest. I'm going to ask you two a question now. You asked that one, Nate. Um, who thought that Cook would do anything from there, would, would even get there? When that first ball came across, nobody oh, expected no. No, no, nobody expected no. that. You've got to give him <laughs> no, immense credit. And when he didn't take the penalty, I'm thinking, I feel a bit for him there because he's, he's done so, so well. Bowery takes it and I'm thinking, please don't miss. That's all I'm thinking. And then, <laughs> top corner, and it very nearly, it's this, it's this far, minuscule amount of, of way from going over the top of the crossbar. Good pen, though. I mean, it's yeah. a good pen. That's unsavable, to be fair. It's a but good pen it, if it goes it in. Like he'd miss, to be fair. Yeah, well, that's just late in Orient's funny shaped goals. That's that's all I can think. He's obviously been doing those in training, and that's why he's uh, been given that that role. And if he if he puts them away like that every week, then uh, then then fair play. You're so, telling uh, me he, that every he proved, time it proved me wrong anyway, because I, I I I had flashbacks of Nicky and Jose was at Port Vale away. <laughs> oh God, yeah, uh, Christ, come into my head straight away for some yeah. reason. But no, there was no doubts for that penalty. So credit to. Uh, Jordan for that. You're honestly telling me though that every time we get a penalty and Bowery puts the ball in the spot that you're going to be happy to go through the next minute or so of your life thinking that he, there's a good possibility that he might sky this. You're happy at that, are you? Because I'm well, not. <laughs> no way. It's a skill. That, that was... It, it, you know, well, we'll see. We'll see for the next one. It could have been a, could have been a fluke or he could just be very good at them. Oh, fair play. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Um, Jamie says, our Orient, our bogey team did the same to us last season. Uh, Stephen says, get rid of the number four. He's absolutely rubbish, of course, referring to uh, Mene Yesse there. Uh, Jay said, played well. Again, I'm normally first to be negative when we haven't played well, but we worked extremely hard again. Just silly decisions in the last five cost us uh, the game and a point away from home with a very positive Positive sides uh, in practically a competitive uh, new team is still a positive. I suppose, you know, after the match, this is the reason why we sort of do the podcast in the week a little bit. The frustrations are there because we've conceded twice in short succession in, in in suspect circumstances. So it sort of lingers a little bit. But he's got a really good point there. You know, we've, we've played some good football against a, a team who were in, in form and were going to come at us, Cam. But a point... A point away from home is not a bad point if you can back it up at home the following week. Let's hope we can back it up then. And obviously, it's a massive improvement from last week. We've actually been able to stick the ball in the back of the net, but we've now need to. We've got. We know that we can play. We know we can score goals. We now next week just need to defend, and I think we'll be all right. It's better than a loss. It is so bitterly disappointing. Oh, it being just in control feels like one. Well, that's all. I was like, it's being in control for so long and being 2 and up and then just throwing it away. It's so bitterly disappointing. But we have got to take positives out of the game because it's much improved from last week. There are areas we need to improve on, obviously, the finishing a game off. But other than that, we, we're practically there because people for the last 
week or so have been complaining, oh, who's going to get us goals? Where are we going to score goals from? Well, we've scored goals today. Fantastic. We just need to get the defence right now. The irony is you need to kind of switch it around a little bit. And let's put ourselves sort of in uh, letting Orient shoes and say, you know, we were at home and, and you know, we, we, we pulled it back with 10, 10 15 minutes to go. Uh, and we'd probably be sat here kind of buzzing that we've rescued a point. But actually, we played better for the majority of the game and, and obviously went 2-0 up. It it just feels disappointing the way we threw it away. But actually, over the, the grand scheme of the whole game, we were probably the better side and we did deserve to win. So that's why it feels harder. But I think I'd rather it be that way than play Port... Well, not play as well for, for the majority of the game and, and then rescue a point, if that makes sense. At least we put in... A decent performance. So that's a, a good positive. Absolutely, the signs are there that you know, performance-wise, we're not sort of dying on our ass for seventy minutes, failing to string two passes together. We're dominating play. We're creating some good moves again down that right hand side. Corey O'Keefe again, fantastic today. We're picking up stray balls. We're not giving up lost causes. With um... you all right there, Nate? What is he doing? I don't know. Nathan's on a bit of a marmar. I think Nathan's kicked him. He might have. Uh, I think he might have kicked himself out of the call. There you go. Uh, blind problems. Hashtag Brian problems. We'll try and get back to Nathan uh, in a little bit. Let's um, come back to some of your guys' uh, comments uh, at home. Uh, Paul says, uh, Mrs. Radford. Are you back with us, Nath? Right, yeah, he's, 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 he's there. He's all good. Um, your comments at home. Paul says, Mrs. Radford isn't happy on Instagram. Gary says, this is a good point before kickoff. Leighton are a decent side and we'll be up there. Uh, Michael says Achilles heel is still with us still cannot see a game out from a winning position so disappointed and angry Clive says undefeated uh, Darren says it was looking like the perfect away performance until the last 15 defensive duties from 1 to 11 uh, waiting patiently for our chance and then taking it when it came um, and Paul asks is Stanny Rose still injured uh, obviously team selection today then let's uh, go through that Nath um, same side today um only one change to the bench Stephen McLaughlin came in for Kellen Gordon um we all sort of said in the group chat beforehand that we were slightly surprised at that we were sort of talking in the week weren't we about maybe adding a flair player up top and I think at half time we were we were sort of saying that again weren't we yeah I, I sort of expected some change in there whether uh whether we've got a bit of a superstitious manager with us and uh wants to stick with a one to eleven uh who, who knows maybe but, he's just um, got an ocd thing and he just wants to play one to eleven every week so that must be it but um so yeah but i you know i mean they didn't they didn't do anything wrong saturday did they against no. Tramia? so on on that face of things you i guess as a manager it'd be hard it'd be a bit harsh to drop a player um so uh and it kind of it, it doesn't appear like he's going to be one of these managers who has a team, who has a, a, a certain team for home games and certain teams for away games. I think he just wants to find his best eleven and stick with that the best he does. And I'm not going to criticise him for that. I think that no. uh, you know that that that's okay. So um, whether we'll see changes on, you know, do we play Tuesday or Saturday next? Saturday. Um, so whether we we'll see changes on Saturday, we probably might in the defence area now. Uh, obviously, that seems to be the area that's probably let us down. We'll have to just wait and see. But um, obviously, Danny Rose coming back from injury hopefully soon. Uh, there's, there's competitions for, for for places. Yeah, there is vast competition for places. And uh, again, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more in depth as well in midweek. Cam, that left hand side will be uh, will be 
one of those one of those places with uh, McLaughlin. As uh, Nathan quite rightly said, I'm sure there might be a little bit of a shake-up in that uh, back three as well. Exeter City, of course, the uh, visitors to the one-course stadium next Saturday, where potentially we might actually be able to actually physically be there and watch if, they, uh, if the trials today went well and if they roll the trials out next week across all EFL clubs, which I believe has been rumoured. Exeter, by the way, on the wrong end of a 2-0 scoreline at home to Port. Vale today. We'll run through those scores uh, in about 10 minutes or so. 10 minutes left for you to have your say uh, on your team and on the game today at home. Please do get involved in the comments in the cool down post-match reaction show where we're just about calming ourselves down now a little bit, Cam, aren't we? Yeah, it's <laughs> the frustration, the anger. So I think I about went through the roof when we conceded that second goal, I was like, oh, not again. Uh, I think the the comment in the group chat was anyone getting PTSD from this game? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very stressful watch. I wouldn't like to be hooked up to a heart monitor, especially in the last... You know, I think the worst bit for me, and I, I could sort of foresee it coming a little bit, was when we held the ball up in the corner flag. When we've got... Uh, what, what are we doing with 10 minutes left? <laughs> Mad. 10 minutes plus injury, we've got 15 minutes left. Yeah, and we're we're holding ball at corner. It's like why? Yeah, what is the point? Very very strange indeed for us to uh, for us to be doing that. Um, obviously next week, as we say, Exeter at home. We'll talk about that um, in the week as well. I guess as a whole, what if you're Graham Cochran, Nathan? What do you take away from this game? Are you more discouraged by how weak we were in in throwing it away and sort of handing Leighton Orient, uh, let's be fair, an undeserved point? Um, or are you more encouraged by the fact that we've we've played really well, um, we've won a penalty from really good work from our front two, converted it, and then scored a very, very good team goal from open play to make it 2-0? Encouraged or discouraged? Um, if you're Cochrane. I think what he will be saying is that he is pleased with what he saw, but what... There's no point putting in all that hard work and an effort and 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 everything that they did, you know, up to this sort of 75th mark minute mark. There's no point all doing all of that if you're just going to throw it away in the last 15 minutes. So I'd imagine he's probably going to be, I don't know if discourage the right right word. I think he's going to probably be a bit more frustrated. I think, and I think he'll probably be trying to get that across to them and and giving them a bit of a. a you know, a rocket up the backside. If, if more than anything, I think you, you'll want to cut that out because it seems it's a bit of naivety, um, a bit of um, I don't know. It's a sort of vulnerability that we we got and we don't want to keep. So it'll need addressing. Obviously, we we have said that in the lead up to this season that a lot of question marks has been over the defence, and uh, you know, we said Saturday we we looked like we were sort of over that side of things. But again, like I said, my reservations were I don't think. Tramway did a lot going forward. Uh, we were tested today, and it looked like we were going to stand up to that test, up to uh, up to I don't know what, what till we till we switched off or whatever. But um, that's what I think you're going to be desperate to address. And uh, I think he'll be looking at it in two ways. One is the defence themselves, a bit more commitment towards the end and concentration. And I think two is to get the players to wise up a bit. So when we have got the ball in midfield, let you know, let's try and keep the ball a bit, get the get the opposition moving, get them chasing it. And, um, you know, let's not 
not I don't not panic, but I don't know. Be smart with it. I think that's the thing we need to do next. Playing devil's advocate for a minute, Cam. Obviously, the players defensively can take blame um, for that. Individually, I think Ollie Clark will have to hold his hands up to the waste of possession late on, which sort of indirectly led to that second goal. Um, but do the management team need to take any blame for that for not making? that change and, and bringing on somebody experienced like Perch, like McLaughlin, just to help us get over the line, get a little bit unsure, because as soon as Leighton Orient got that uh, first goal back, you know, they were on the front foot a little bit more, and we all know what Mansfield are like, and we were a young squad, which, you know, we, we often forget sometimes, we needed that bit of experience, should the management also hold the hands up and say, do you know what, yeah, I should have made a change and help and helped us through the game. Yeah, I think so because you you could see for the, obviously for the last uh, eight minutes of the game after they'd scored they were piling the pressure on and we just every time the ball came in the box we were just getting it clear but we'd, we were, they were just then lumping it back in and we were just penned in on the edge of our own eighteen yard box and it weren't it wasn't that we couldn't do anything with it because we were just getting it clear but we were just so penned back. Because we were, I think Mal Benny looked looked tired. I think, um, I think Harry Charsley looked a little bit uh, sluggish in the in the closing stages. Because obviously he'd, be, he'd done a hell of a lot of running back and forth through that the entire game. So bringing someone like McLaughlin or bringing uh, Perch on would have helped close the game out. Cause we might have been able to actually get the ball upfield a little bit more, and and get it away from the away from the defence and away from Marek Stetcher's goal. And I think. Had we have made those changes, 100%, I think we could have gone on and easily won that rather than surrendering three points. A couple of points which people have posed in uh, the comments, um, and it's, it's a wise one because if you're looking for tongue-in-cheek improvements, last season we would have conceded a third. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and uh, another, another point is, you know, obviously fans not being able to be there is, is a massive thing at the minute. Um, Leighton Orient, albeit did have a crowd of five. Did you hear them, Nath, in the uh, in the corner yeah. of the flats on the balcony yeah. or wherever they were? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was quite funny actually, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting one. And if feel if the one core stadium was like that, I would be buying a flat in there for, and doing that. Maybe you know Bishop Street trees and all that. Um, but the point is obviously. With fans, it can go one or two ways. It was a sunny afternoon. We'd have been 2 nil up, so we'd have been really vocal right behind the boys. But then that first goal goes in and uh, it could all change then, couldn't it, Cam? Yeah, and you flip it the other way. Had crowds that had been in there today, late in Orient, I think would have probably gone on and won that because their fans would have been right on right on it and, and be creating a great atmosphere. Let's... Uh, uh... So... Yeah. Swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Absolutely swings and roundabouts. Obviously, we're only two games in. We're two points in. We're undefeated. We've scored. We finally scored a goal. That's that's one thing we wanted to do. We've looked. We're looking increasingly better game by game in terms of our approach, play, and attacking play. We need to tighten those uh, defensive nooks and crannies. I'm going to ask you both for a man of the match in uh, a couple of minutes' time. I'll also run through the full-time scores for today. But just to round off the last little bit of uh, talking about today's game um, as a whole, let's. Um, I'm going to give you a bit of an exercise. I want you to see if we can come up with the positive-negative seesaw. Which way does it weigh? So the idea is, 
how, can you come up with more positives than negatives or do you come up with more negatives than positives? So for example, if I was to pick one, a positive for me would be Andy Cook's performance. Again, really helped us with the two goals and his approach play. But a negative would be the concrete defending. Cam, what would you add, add to that? Uh, obviously, scoring scoring goals is a massive positive, something that we, we didn't do last week. But yeah, just closing that defence out. But I, I think personally, the positives massively outweigh the negatives today. Nathan, what, Nathan, what about you? Is it... Is there a particular negative other than the obvious that you pick or are you more in a positive frame of mind now that you've sort of calmed down a bit and sort of uh, had a little bit of time to let hindsight take over? I am. I'm more positive. Um, I don't think we're going to win the league, but I do think we will be OK this season. Um, you know, you, you picked out Andy Cook, who I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that. But I also think our midfield does seem a hell of a lot better this year and we've still got other players on the bench that I still think can can play a big part in that. So it's another positive that we haven't had. And I think we all agree with the same negative, isn't it? I guess it's just the defence at the moment off of today's performance and a few of the pre-seasons. So address that issue and um, you know we, we could be uh, looking a lot better. Well, that's just about it for uh, our chat about uh, the game today. I'm going to run through the uh, the full-time scores, then I'm going to get a man of the match each from Nathan and Cam. Thanks very much for your guys' input at home as well. Uh, so let's have a little look at the full-time scores and where it leaves us in the table after game number two in Skybet League 2. Carlisle United beat Southend by two goals to nil. Colchester and Bolton almost always uh, ended in the same way for Colchester as well. Colchester 2, Bolton nil. Crawley 1, Scunthorpe nil. Next week's opponents, Exeter. They lost 2-0 at home to Port Vale. Forest Green Rovers and Bradford also drew 2-2. Whilst Cam, result of the day for you. Are you sure you you, you wouldn't uh, want to be watching this game? Grimsby nil, Cam Felton Salford four. Are you sure you wouldn't rather have been watching that one today? No. Uh, no. 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 Not at all. Okay. I feel like he's messed about with his computer to change his background or something. He's, he's got a serious face. On with the scores. Oh, there it is. Yeah, he's gone to Salford on his image. Disgraceful behaviour. Harrogate 2, Warsaw 2. Even better score. Morecambe hammered by Cambridge. Morecambe nil, Cambridge United 5. Newport 2, Barrow 1. Of course, Newport coming up in a couple of weeks' time. The 3rd of October, we uh, travel to their place. Fingers crossed that we're not allowed to go because, let's face it, we all hate going there, don't we? That's the one ground we didn't want to go to again. Uh, elsewhere in League 2 as well, Stevenage beat Oldham by three goals to nil. And the score, same scoreline between Tranmere and Cheltenham today as well. Finished Tranmere nil, Cheltenham three. So, Nathan, you were absolutely spot on uh, last week that uh, Tranmere aren't as good as uh, people make them out to be. Let's have a look at the uh, league table as well then. Cambridge lead the way at the top. Two wins from two. Six points on top on goal difference only though. Port Vale sit in second. Not got them to play for a while yet. Of course it will all change over the coming weeks. 
Cam Salford, they sit in fourth. The Stags, after that result, sit in 16th. Play two, goal difference of zero, two points. At the bottom of the pile, South End sit bottom of the league on minus six. Grimsby, 23rd, minus five. Oldham, 22nd, minus four. And Bolton, surprising everybody. Um, everyone thought they'd be up there after the first couple of games or so with the transfers they've made. They are 21st, having yet to pick up a point on minus three goal difference. Obviously, only two games in, so there's a long, long way to go in Skybet League 2. And hopefully the Stags uh, can pick it up and improve and build on today. Build on that 2-0 scoreline they held and improved defensively. Obviously, extra at home next week and then into October with Newport, Stevenage, Bradford, Morecambe, Cheltenham, Barrow and Warsaw. And don't forget, we've got an EFL trophy game in there as well on the 6th. As we had, uh, we welcome League One Lincoln in the EFL trophy second group game in that one. Right, time for the boys to pick their man of the match as Mansfield Town led 2-0 at Leighton Orient but threw it away and it finishes 2-2. I'll come to Cam Felton first. Cam, who are you going to nominate as your man of the match? I think, though, by your background picture, which you've just put on Skype, it's sort of a bit of a giveaway. This is slightly unfair on Nathan because he can't—he can't, obviously can't see what what you're doing. So, slightly unfair. <laughs> I'm quite yeah. grateful for that most days. Yeah, oh, thanks. Also true. Well, yeah, man of the match, the Cookie Monster, Andy Cook. Um, obviously, fantastic player. Uh, Fantastic play in the first uh, first goal, getting the penalty. Um, last season, not a cat and else chance he'd have got to that, and I think it's it's testament to him over the close season to to be working on his fitness, but then also uh, just actually just picking out where firstly where the ball's going to go and and chasing the defender down, getting the right side of the defender and. Uh, and getting him to commit the foul, and then obviously a fantastic bit of play for, to get in the right position for the second goal. And I think I say it, it's harsh on someone like Andy Cook and Jordan Bowery, who Bowery had an all right game, but as as a pair, I think they did well. So it's a bit hard hard to them to to them go, go and concede it twice at the other end when we we when we seemed to have done the hard bit. And, and that was actually getting the ball into the back of the net. There's three for me. I, I can't. I, I can't can't pick between the three. Um, Andy Cook is the obvious one. I, like Cam said, I, I felt he had an absolutely brilliant game, winning the penalty. Nobody would have given him, you know, the chance to get there last season. Really, really worked hard for that and put in the effort and, and really did well and then deserved his goal as well. Got into a good position, good strike on it and held the ball up well, created chances again. So um, Andy Cook's one of my three. The other one, again, a name who popped up last week was Corey O'Keefe. Felt he did relatively well down the right-hand side, put some good balls into dangerous areas and looked relatively uh, lively. The third one, uh, Harry Charlesley uh, was up there for me today. Uh, unlucky not to, to, to get a goal. I felt he uh, was tenacious in his running in midfield. Sort of nice bit of movement as well and 
Again, created that goal for, for Andy Cook, if memory serves me right as well. I felt he did very well and looks like uh, uh, we've got a decent player on our hands, uh, as we sort of knew anyway um, with him. But I can't choose between the three. Um, is Nathan going to add any more into the mix or is he is he going to hit the nail on the head and, and end it all for us? Well, I was going to say, uh, literally, that those exact three names. <laughs> it's uh, like we're that, telepathic. Contenders, although I probably might have included Ali Clark in there until that... Uh, whatever he was trying to do at the end. So that blew that chance for him. But yeah. uh, although they are the three standout players for today, I've still got to go with the overall uh, winner, which I think we did last week, if I'm yeah. saying right, sh- of, of Andy Cook. Do you know what? If we were an organised show, we would be making notes of this and sort of keeping a tally. But we're not. I'll, well, we're not. We, we never have been. I might go back over last week's show, though, and, and find out if we did give it Andy Cook. I'm sure we did. Uh, but overall, I think we've, we've all said Andy Cook. So congratulations to him for getting the Mansfield Matters. Uh, man of the match, virtual man of the match. It's not even a thing, but it's, it's just something to talk about. But there you go. Uh, and that is it as well. We will be um, back with Nathan and Cam in the week as well, either Wednesday or Thursday. We'll let you know on our socials. What's the rest of the day entail uh, for you, Cam? Are you off to some uni nightclub before... Uh, before we get the further in, in lockdowns and all that? You off to some uni uh, bar? I don't know, to be honest. Um, with Manchester at the minute, obviously, we're in, we're in the lockdown that's just been put in for everywhere else. So we, we never, can, never came out of it. So social distancing, rule of six and everything. But uh, all the decent places that you can go, they're all busy and you can't get any more in because of social distancing. So it's a bit, it's a bit difficult to have... A, a decent night out without going somewhere that's absolutely dead. So sit, probably sit in the flat drinking. Uh, probably match of the day later, maybe. Uh, and then uh, to finish the week off tomorrow, I've got my my mum's coming up to see me. Ugh, do I have to? Don't tell her. Um, Cam, this is live and she may well be watching. Watch. Uh, but then uh, just going to play football, five-a-side football, so... Keeping fit and healthy. Yeah, make make sure it is five as well. We all know what Boris will say. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Well, I mean, we both know that Cam. What Cam is actually doing after this is going to watch, watch the Salford game back. Um, but 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 what are you what are you what are you up to for the rest of the night? I've got a Sunday dinner. Well, Saturday dinner cooking and the uh, cooking right now. So uh, as soon as I'm done, I'm off down to uh, give Emma an hand with that and. Uh, that is it, basically. I am going to chill out for the rest of the day and uh, try and get over being slightly annoyed about uh, only the one point. Well, we shall let you get your apron on. Thanks very much uh, to Nathan and Cam. I'll let you head off into the night. Cam was talking about the rule of six, lockdown, social distancing and all of that. But all Mansfield Town needs to focus on is one rule and one rule only. When you are 2 nil up, don't hold the ball in the corner flag for what seems like 40 minutes left. Just don't do it. Also, defend and don't give it up. Never give things up. The Stags could have had three points today, but in typical Mansfield fashion, they gave away two goals and come home with just a point. Two games in, two points on the board. Third league game next week against Exeter. Let's hope that it's all three points which the Stags put on the board. Join us in midweek for the Mansfield Matters podcast. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. And don't be too down and don't be too disappointed. Because after all, there's an easy way, a hard way, and a Mansfield bloody town way. Good night.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.